0: Last week when John Elcock was here, he opened up and he and he looked at Holy Spirit. And uh, the Holy Spirit was the comforter, the standby, the teacher, the uh, one who comes alongside us, the one who lives in us. And he just quoted scripture after scripture and uh, I was just blown away, particularly at the beginning, is that the power of the word to transform our lives. The word is active and sharper than a two-edged sword. It's, it brings life, it brings health, it brings uh, a new joy in our hearts that we renew our mind as we sit under the word and we let the word wash us and as a community, my greatest prayer and my greatest desire for, for each of us, and i 'm talking to myself as well, that I would be a, a man that I would be full of the word, I would be full of uh the scriptures not just in a terms of a head knowledge but they will have dropped to my heart and i'd be living them out so that we would be people of the word that we would be people of the spirit that we would be led by the spirit by the spirit of god who who shows us which way to go who leads us and guides us and so i'm going to ask brenda just to come and read a portion of scripture and realize, realize today, don't go to sleep during this reading of the scripture. If you have a Bible with you, read it in your own, own words, in your, in your Bible. And I encourage us. I love um, iPads and I love the fact that I can have two or three different Bibles open at the same time. But there's something that's to be said for an actual paper version that, that we read. And so I encourage you to bring your, your word, your sword to a Sunday morning. It's lovely to see some words out there. Some swords out there. Brenda's going to read from Acts chapter 3. The whole chapter. Sure. Let it wash us. Let it speak to you. This is, not, this is not just some words. This is the word of God to you today.
1: Acts chapter 3. Now Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer. The ninth hour. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called Beautiful, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked to receive alms. And Peter directed his gaze at him, as, as did John, and said, Look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver and gold, but what I do have I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up, and immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. And leaping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God.
0: I just love the, the stories and the scriptures. The power of the story. And uh, here are Peter and John and they're just going about their ordinary days, their ordinary living. They, they're going off to the temple to worship. They're going off to the temple to pray. And uh, when we walk with God, We need to actually expect uh, some extraordinary things to happen. Just about our ordinary living and and, and walking. When I look at the the scriptures right from the beginning, in uh, Genesis, God would come and walk with Adam and Eve in the cool of of the evening. God wanted a relationship and wanted to walk with us. Jonathan Leach's favorite verse is... uh, Genesis 5, verse 22 to 24, Enoch walked with God after he fathered Methuselah 300 years and had other sons and daughters. Thus all the days of Enoch were 365 years. Enoch walked with God and he was not, for God took him. Not much is known about Enoch, except that he walked with God. What do you want on your gravestone? What do you want to be written? What do you want to be remembered by? Do you want to be remembered by great miracles that that you performed? Do you want to get remembered by the great tennis player that you were? Or the great poet? What do you want to be remembered by? For me, there would be no better thing to be remembered by than the fact that I walked with God. And that's what Enoch did. Enoch walked with God. Other than a few children, not much is known about him. And God took him. And God took him to be with him. He didn't, he didn't die. He's a picture of, of resurrection life. There's some of us here seated that might be, maybe the Lord's going to come and we're all going to be resurrected. Maybe we're going to experience Enoch's resurrection. Wouldn't that be wonderful? The, the walking with God throughout scriptures, and it's right from the beginning to the, to, to the end, there's, there's an intimacy that is, uh, that is found in, in walking with somebody. I know when we go away, and we're going away to Port Elizabeth, and, and zelani has got the, 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 the wrong end of the, of the stick here, because he's going to take one hour to get to PE, or 45 minutes, or however long it is, but we're going to take 10 hours. Now, aren't we lucky? Aren't we lucky? Yes we are because why? Because we're going to be talking. We're going to be conv- going to have some conversation. We're going to get to know each other and I always find often going on a holiday that it's the it's <laughs> we get to know each other <laughs> all afresh. And so there's this the sense of Walking with God. In John chapter 1 verse 14 it says, uh, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. And we have seen his glory, the glory as the only only son from the Father, full of grace and truth. So Jesus came and dwelt and walked amongst us. and, And he tabernacled, that's the word, he came and lived with us. Isn't that amazing? It's an amazing thought. The creator of the universe tabernacled with us, came and lived with us. And then what John Taylor was talking, John uh, Alcock was talking about last week, was saying that he gave us, he went away. It's to our advantage that we go away, that that he he went away. Because what did he do? He sent his Holy Spirit to come and dwell in us and live in us. Isn't that, that's prize one. That you and I now walk with, walk, walk, walk with the Holy Spirit. And so we see uh, the Acts, in the Acts of the Apostles, which could be termed the Acts of the Holy Spirit, we see the Apostles and, and we see people walking with Jesus and doing amazing things and seeing miracles happen. And the scripture we've read today is, is a story about that. In fact, you would think if I had somebody was healed and was up and jumping and walking around and leaping and, and doing all that thing. And they had been lame since birth. You would think I'd get a few accolades for that. But no, they were before the Sanhedrin. They were being counseled you, by, by what you, why, why are you doing this? You can't do this. They were uh, told not to share about this great name of Jesus. That's what they were told. Not to share the name of Jesus. And what did they pray? They prayed for boldness to to declare the word of the Lord. I love it in in, in Acts chapter chapter 4, verse 13. Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were uneducated, common men, they were astonished. They were astonished and they recognized that they had been with Jesus. The key to your life and my life is, do people recognize that Jesus, we've been with Jesus? Do they know that? Do, can they see that, that I've been with Jesus? Because they recognized that they'd been with the Messiah. They recognized that they'd been with, with this King Jesus, although they didn't believe he was the Messiah. And so going back to the beginning of this, of this chapter just having a look at a few thoughts this morning. Verse 2. And a man lame from birth was being carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple that is called the beautiful gate, to ask alms of those entering the temple. Seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for some alms. So this man's life, what did this man's life look like? I don't know at what age they started to bring him to the temple gates and, and put him in front of the temple gates to, to beg, to ask people as they go into worship, to ask people for some shekels, to ask people for a few rand. He had been lame for 40 years. He wasn't expecting any change. He was. What was he expecting? He was expecting today to be the same as it was yesterday, as it had been the last week, as it had been for years. That was what he was expecting. He was just expecting the same thing. And you'd probably get a few rands thrown in, the, in, in, his, in his basket. That's all he was expecting. So he sees uh, Peter and John coming into the into the temple and, and he's really surprised. That they, they turn and, they, and he's excited because they, they see him and they, he's thinking, I'm going to get some money. What's your need today? What is your need? This lame man, he thought his greatest need was some money. That is all he'd ever done. He had begged He didn't realize that when you encounter Jesus, your life has changed forever. And Jesus gives you and me what we need. And what do we need? We need more of him. We need an awareness of who he is, of who we are in him, of the greatness of him. Sometimes I forget in the busyness of life and in the pressures of of, of just budgets and, you know, I'm sure you're there and trying to sell houses, trying to make a living. We forget that our greatest need is to walk more closely with Jesus, is to walk with him. And so, the lame man is here waiting, waiting. What's he waiting for? He's waiting for some money. He must have got really excited when Peter and and John said, look at us, look at us, look at us, look at us, (laughs) look at us. And then he heard those, those words. Peter said, I have no silver and gold. Immediate reaction. Oh, no, I'm just going to get a prayer. I'm just going to get the, bless you, shalom. But he carries on. He carries on and he says, but what I do have, I give to you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Rise up and walk. And this is just this amazing miracle that takes place. Rise up and walk. I love the words where Peter says, but what I do have, I give to you. What I do have, I give to you. I want those to ring in your ears today. What I do have, I give to you. Some might have some, some money. You can give some money. But we have Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And we are called to go and be Jesus to a world which is lost, to a world, world which is broken, which a world which needs healing, which needs a touch of God. That's what we are called to do. We are called to pray. And these are ordinary, uneducated men, Peter and Peter and, uh, and John. They're just ordinary, uneducated men. But they had been with Jesus. And so they had something to give. If you've been with Jesus, you have something to give. And we must realize that we are always with Jesus because the Holy Spirit lives in us. It's no longer I that liveth, but Christ that liveth in me. So isn't that exciting? Doesn't that change our natural, boring work t- tomorrow? Zuko, you've got to drive all the way to um, Amschlonga and uh, Lindsay, you drive all the way to um, Amschlonga to go to work. And it's the same, same thing. Every day we we do that. We get in our cars and go to work and and then we drive back and uh, you've got that N2 traffic and you've got Spaghetti Junction and you've got all that stuff. And there can be some frustrations and difficulties. And taxis. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bless the taxis. We bless the taxis. Yeah. And you meet people and you have appointments and you have code to write. And you... But what, what we bring to each day, what we bring to the office, we bring much more than our knowledge. We bring a fragrance and aroma of Jesus. And there are going to be people tomorrow at your office that are going to need that fragrant aroma. That are going to need that presence. They're going to need you and I to be full of Jesus. Looking at, getting back to my notes, I get get away from my notes so quickly, so they had jesus that 's the most important thing. The most important qualification you and I have is that we have Jesus. Look at the result of this prayer. Look at the result of this. Firstly, maybe we go back to verse four, and Peter directed his gaze to him as did John, and said, look at us. We are to look at Jesus. Fix our eyes and our attention on Jesus. We don't, there's no one else going to save us. It's but Jesus. And then he says, in the name of Jesus, there's a declaration, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand. He took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and his ankles Were made strong and leaping up, leaping. It wasn't just, oh, this is lovely. This is so nice. I can walk. He'd never walked before, but he leaped and he jumped and he was excited and he was praising the Lord and he was. He ran into the temple. He was saying look, and he was like so excited. He was, he was like a uh, like Tigger, You know, he was like kind of just jumping around. It's so nice. It's so nice. The, the Lord has touched me. Go, go. <laughs> you that. Okay, all right. There's more. <laughs> there, there's, a, there's a sense of like joy and excitement. And all the people saw him, verse 9. Walking and praising God, and they recognized him. As the one who sat at the beautiful gate of the temple asking for alms. And they were filled with wonder and amazement. They were filled with wonder and amazement. Are you filled with wonder and amazement for your life in Jesus? For what he has done for you, that he has set you free. That he has taken our sins as far as the east is from the west. That he has given you and me life. That the Holy Spirit lives in us. Is there an excitement about that? Or is it just life as normal? Just, I've got to get through this day. Or do we have a deep sense that we are walking with God, that God is walking within us? That we are just... So in love with him as I preached a few weeks back. Are we starting to understand the depth and the height and the breadth and the width of God's love for us? Because as we do that. We get filled. It says we get filled with the fullness of God. We have everything we need to live this life of godliness. This life that Jesus has called us to. And we're going to be bold and we're going to be courageous and we're going to be preaching the gospel in the pub bobby has got some golfing friends who is, <laughs> who has been who's been preaching to. I met uh, one of them in the and I had done his wedding, and I think he had been in the pub from about one o'clock until we arrived at five. We do this uh, once a month. There's a group of men. If anybody wants to join us, you're very welcome. And I'd done this guy's wedding, and he was completely out of it. He came up and. Like, it's so good to me. So good. You're, you're such a beautiful man. You know? And he just loved and he hugged me. and he oh, Sorry. Uh, I'm starting to get into this hugging thing. You see, I've done it. I've hugged Zelani. and I've hugged you. i have like, uh, you, you know revival is happening when I start hugging people. But, but we have something to give. We have something to give these people. And we, we have it and it is Jesus. It is Jesus. So if we look at the scripture, it's incredible. I want you to go home for homework. Read Acts chapter 3, read Acts chapter 4. Because uh, it's from this miracle what happens. As Peter uses this opportunity to preach the Gospel to preach the good news, and he's fierce. He is fierce, he doesn't, he doesn't uh, pull any punches, he just, he just goes for it, as he did in, in, in Acts chapter 2. In that same scripture, in Acts chapter 2, he lays into them, You, you sinners, perhaps you would have your, if you repent, you would have your, your uh, sins blotted out. I love it, blotted out. If you repent, your sins may be blotted out. But they had to repent because they put Jesus on the cross. And I was thinking in terms of my own sharing of the gospel and the good news with people. I always kind of come maybe from a, for the four spiritual laws. You know, God loves you and, and he has plans and purpose for you. And, 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 uh, and that, this is how I was saved. Somebody shared this with me. And uh, you, you need to repent and you need to ask Jesus into your heart. Uh, And then you are born again and you become a child of God. And I was wondering how do I how do I say this is why I was in the prayer meeting this morning? How do I reach people as Peter and John did here? They were fierce. Maybe I'm too British. I want to do it so nicely. Make sure they don't get offended. Because they can so easily get offended. By what I say. I need to hear. You know Jesus. You heard about Jesus. Maybe this is what I should be saying. You heard about Jesus. Let me tell you. You put him on the cross. Which is true. You put him on the cross. Think about that. You think it might have been the, the religious leaders of the day. Or the Romans. Or the or, or whatever. But it was you, you, it was your sin. Your sin. You've got to account for your sin. So beware the world out there, I've got a new message. <laughs> a new message. Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out. That times of refreshing might come. From the presence of God, and that He may send the Christ appointed for you, Jesus, whom heaven must receive until the time of restoring of all things. So, times of refreshing, don't you want times of refreshing? Times of refreshing come when we repent, times of refreshing come when we renew our minds, when we let Holy Spirit do what only Holy Spirit can do. And times of refreshing, come from the presence of the Lord. And you and I live in the presence of the Lord because the presence of the Lord is in us. So as you go to this week, have we got a song? I want you to come up and let's pray. As you go into this week, go with His presence. When somebody asks for you for something, you've got it. You've got it in Jesus. In the name of Jesus. So Lord we thank you. We thank you for your word. We thank you Lord that you come and set us free. That you come and heal us. That you are our father. And we thank you that heaven can come through us. Your will will be done on earth as it is in heaven. As we walk with you, we will bring a different fragrance and aroma to our offices, to our homes, to our lives. Because you're an amazing Father and we love you. And we love you. let these words echo what I do have I give to you what I do have I give to you and you have Jesus so let's give Jesus away this week and the fruit that we bear in the love and the joy and the peace and the patience and the kindness and the self-control and the joy and those beautiful fruit that people will feed on us this week